Cornerstone Conversations, having a chat with Neil and Matt. Hello and welcome to Cornerstone Conversations with uh, Pastor Neil and Assistant Pastor Matt here. This is this is the voice of Matt speaking. It's great to be back here again, Neil. It's been a couple of weeks again since we we got together. I know we need to get a bit of a roll on these. They've yeah, been it's a bit, bit slack, far isn't between, it? isn't it? What's I going think this on? is forty nine. It, it may well be 49. I think we were going to do something special for number 50. We were, but we um, haven't organised it haven't, haven't organised that, so... Yeah. Hmm. Maybe we have we'll, to be 51. We'll see what happens. So, um, um, Neil, I had the I had the privilege of bringing the message on Sunday because you weren't there. Yes. Um, what, what were you up to? I was actually in Catherine. Uh, Ernie Mitchell, the pastor down at the Catherine Baptist Church, it was his last Sunday, so he went down and... Um, Yep, sort of represented the Baptist Union, but also just as a friend, and yeah, just had a chance to pray with him and listen to his last message. So, yeah, he's been there for seven years. I thought it was five; it was actually seven. Seven years. Yeah. Really? Pretty good stint. Wow. Yeah. So they are looking for a pastor. If anyone's listening and a pastor, uh, please apply. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. So yeah, yeah. I went down with my daughter and my wife and. Yeah, it's funny because I went to his first message as well. Uh, back then, I was a, was president with Baptist Union, so mm-hmm. went down to his inauguration. Yeah, it's interesting the journey, mm. and I think it's sort of like uh, a little bit like when I listen to your message. It's like that whole thing of time and waiting on God. Sometimes you know, and and you look back at the past and what God's done. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's quite good. It's good to have that reflection sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so um, on Sunday, I, I brought a message which I called Wait and See. Yep. Um, and I was just really reflecting on uh, how well do we do we wait. Mm. Um, you know, I think uh, I, I started by just talking about how, how busy and how frantic the world is and how often we want things like straight away and we can't be, can't be bothered to, to stick it out for anything of great value and... Um, you know, just that, just that general perspective of society that, um, you know, if we want something, we get to have it right now, and if it's if it if it's not immediate, then we get upset or frustrated, or it's someone else's fault, or you know, mm. all of those things. Um, what what do you reckon about that, Neil? Is that is that the way of the world at the moment? Yeah, it seems to be. I don't know if it's really that much different to the past in many ways. Like, um, although our society is a lot more instant. And I think you're talking about that in regard to even food and, I mean, information, phones. Yeah. You know, like, we're, we're basically on tap for everyone, whereas before we'd go out all day, come home, and if we didn't have an answering machine, we wouldn't have even known anyone called. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I don't know, in some ways, I think that uh, lack of stress was good uh, or lack of, I mean, wow, you'd even have to wait till Monday for the shop to open. It was closed Sunday when I was a kid, you know. So you're sort of thinking, yeah, everything, we want everything now. You're right. Yeah. I think it's actually true. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think as, as a, as human creation, there's, there's an element of, of not wanting to, to wait around as mm. well and, and wanting instantaneous responses. Um, especially when it comes to God, I think, mm. you know, and, um, Anyway, so one of, one of the stories I, I first looked at was from the book of Habakkuk. And um, how, how do you say that in the uh, original language? Uh, well, I believe I believe it's um, Havak Cook. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. I know that's Havak 
Cook. Havak Cook. But every time you try and say, look up, Havak Cook. Yeah. Chapter one, it was a bit too hard. So it was a bit it. too hard, and I didn't, I didn't want to make people feel uncomfortable because they didn't say it that way. Yeah, fair and enough. And so I think I actually said it four or five different ways, <laughs> just to make everyone Sunday, just to make, Yeah, that's right. But that's it. I mean, that's it's only three chapters in the Old Testament, and the 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 really interesting thing about it is, you know, is Habakkuk. I can't even say it. Have that cook. You know, he was a prophet, and prophets, their job is usually to pass a message on from God to to the people. Yep. Um, and and in this instance, it's it's more of of have have a. Oh, I'm just of him of that man that we're <laughs> of talking the about prophet. of the prophet actually complaining complaining to God. Yep. Um and, and a, a sort of almost like a, a conversation between him and, and God. And um the, the really key thing that jumped out at me in that in that whole space was that he he complains about all the things that are going wrong. Yeah. You know, he he goes through and explains to God what, what's happening in in the nation of Israel at that time and then as he's um you know, as he's waiting and oh well God comes back and sort of says, well, you know, I am, I am actually active, and I'm at work, and I'm raising up the, the Babylonians who were, who were, you know, this this nation that was known for their cruelty and their violence and all this kind yep. of stuff. And so then, uh, Habakkuk comes back again and says, you know, why, you know, questions God about what He's doing, and and surely He's not going to wipe us out. And and then he then he climbs up. It says in um in verse one, of chapter two, it says that that. Uh, I'll climb up to my watchtower and stand and guard my post, and there I will wait to see what the Lord says and how He will answer my complaints. Um, and you know, I looked into the the background of what that word "wait" was about, and it was it was about straining to to look out into the distance and and looking out with an eagerness to see something. Yep. Um, but the thing that really jumped out at me in that was that you know there was there was this eagerness to see what God was doing. Yep. Um, but but also that He was climbing up into His watchtower to stand at His guard post, like it was His continuing to do a, a role of a of a guard of continuing on a purpose. Yep. Rather than just sitting around and waiting for God. Yeah. To do something, and I think there's a real challenge for us in that. Like I. You know, I know I'm 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 being guilty of it myself um, in my life of wanting to know what God wants me to do, and so while I'm while I'm waiting to find out what that is, I'm not actually doing going to do anything because yeah. I don't want to be distracted from from what you know what God might want me to do, and so I'll just sit here and I'll do absolutely nothing. Yeah. So your wait, your waiting is not. Uh an expectation type thing really it's just like a i'll do nothing till it happens I'll, I'll do nothing till it happens and yep. and everything stops yep um and i feel like particularly god was putting on my heart that we need to be in that space of actually continuing to be active and continuing to to do stuff even if it's not exactly what we think god wants us to do or maybe we don't know what god wants us to do and so just being in that space of yep of being but but also that there's activeness in that yeah. waiting as well of yeah. actually being aware that you know in in the instance of, of Habakkuk that that you know here was God raising up the nation of Babylon yep which 
he wouldn't have expected at all. Yeah. You know? And so he wasn't. He wouldn't have even been looking for that for God mm. to be working in that space. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there's. So I think there's a challenge in that for us as well. In that we need to be mindful that we're not limiting where we're looking for God to be at work. Yeah. Um. So that was that was part of it. Um. And then I looked at. Um, you, oh, sorry. Well, before I move on, Neil, have you got any thoughts? Uh, to that point, yeah, you do. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like um, what you're saying is so true. You know that, um, and, and as I've read through the book, is which is what you encourage us to do. As we oh, well done, brownie points. Brownie points. Three chapters. I'll, I'll, give, you a, I'll give you. A, I'll give you a sticker <laughs> or something. Yeah, no, no. Havakuk is quite an interesting book, um, and and just as I was thinking about it after I read it, like. So much of it's like what we'd be today, you know, like we're looking at him again, God, what's going on? <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's, you know, you see it's like people are fighting and arguing everywhere and there's violence. There doesn't seem to be justice and all those sorts of things. So this is what he said. I see destruction and violence. I'm surrounded by people who love to argue and fight. And I just couldn't help but think about social media, you know, like, mm. And law has become paralyzed, no justice in the courts, the wicked far outnumber the righteous, and it's been perverted. And I don't know what Habakkuk was looking for at first, but it seems to me that he was almost, he was wanting God to step in and do something. Yeah. Um, which would involve correction of the people somehow. Yeah. Uh, and as you said, you know, like it's going to come from a totally different place than he thought. Mm. And he was looking, it is weird because like, as I talked to you, you know, at the end of the book, it's like there was no real resolution as in, you know, most of the prophets will be like, this is going to happen, but yeah. God will restore you. He loves you. He'll draw you back, blah, blah. And um, here it just seemed like he was just waiting for this destruction to come. Yeah. And it was actually a good thing. Um, it's probably a bit off track of what you're saying, but just those thoughts were going through my mind. Yeah. You know, that, um, yeah, I, I like how you just pointed out, you know, he's gone up on the watchtower to guard. And I think you said something about what that word wait actually meant. Yes. Yeah, what was that? Yeah, so it's like it's like to look out into the distance, to to lean in, to eagerly look for something. Yep. Um, and, you know, so again, it's that, it's that activeness of, of actually... You know, it's not just a sitting around idle, doing nothing type yep. waiting. Yeah. So, you know I mean? so in regard to you, as in, if we look, think about it as visions or yeah, what we are thinking God wants to do with our life. Say, you know, you, you receive a promise, um, to then just go, oh, I'll just wait till it happens and not be active in doing God's work on the earth. Yeah. 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 No, that's right. So, I mean, I think I used a couple of examples of of. Uh, testimony of things what God's done in in the church here, you know, the yep. fact that we gathered as a as a church family on the on the block of land that our church now sits and and prayed together and dug up some dirt and put them in little bags and took them home and prayed yep. over that and to see how God, you know, rezoned the land. We were essentially given the land from the government, you yep. know, just that that process to where we are now. Um, you know, the same thing with our, our Lifehouse ministry that we're looking mm. at and, and that's, you know, gaining momentum and how, you know, there was dreams and, and visions of cafes and stuff and now we have that operating. And so, you know, to see God come through, but it's been 10 or, you know, 10 years with Lifehouse and mm. 13 plus with with 
you know, our, our building and land and stuff that we have here. Yeah. Um, you know, I made reference to, to even your personal journey with your, with your ministry, you know, mm. being caught, feeling like you're called by God at 19 to be a pastor and yet not being in a position of pastor yep. until you're 40. But I, you know, I mean, you could, you could testify the fact that you're not sitting there doing nothing, waiting for that to happen. No. And I think yep. like sometimes we might even like, you know, I think there's one of the verses that says the visions for a point of time yep. and that thing. And it's like, just cause God gives you a call or purpose and I think this is where you're getting at, is that it doesn't mean it's going to happen tomorrow. No, that's right. Who knows what God needs to do in your heart to prepare things. Yeah. And like he's preparing the Babylonians to come and do justice, but they weren't yeah. ready yet. No. And, and so that's why I guess this he's looking out going, I know you're doing something, God. And I think there's one of the songs we sing, you know, that even when I don't see it, you're working. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And I think there's a there's also a, a challenge in how we respond in those sorts of situations as well. And I love the end of, of Habakkuk in... In chapter 3, um, right at the very end from verse 17, it says, Though the fig tree does not blossom, there be no fruit on the vine, uh, though the labor of the olive may fail and the fields yield no food. Um, and it goes through a number of things. And it says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Like yeah. I think that's a really key thing that no matter what's going on, we need to be rejoicing in God. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's a, I, I think that's just a great challenge for us. I was, I was um, sort of again, getting a little bit off track and not what I was talking about on Sunday, but I was talking to someone afterwards as well who was saying, well, you know, what happens when you get to that place where, you know, God's promised you these things and now you've got them. What do you do now? You know, there, there's a question there too, isn't there? So you've, you've waited. Yep. And now, now God's prevailed. Well, what happens now? Well, the same thing happens. You don't sit still. You don't sit idle. You keep doing, you, you work in that promise, but then you also keep doing other things as well. And, and you know, yeah, absolutely. God. God's a God of of continual promise and and renewing, and He's always doing something new. And you know, again, there's a there's a risk of becoming stagnant if we just get to that place and going, yeah. oh yeah, I've got everything I need, so now I'm just going to stop. Of course, and uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that story is like very clear when Israel entered the promised land. Yeah, you know, and then it talks about once that generation of Joshua had passed away, the kids have forgotten. Mm. Why? Because they they were living in the promise, and so they forgot yeah. God. And yeah. and you're exactly right. It's like God's one-off promise uh, is not the end. No, that's right. You know, it's not the end. And you know, to enter into the rest of God, I think, is to just continually trust Him for everything. And mm. just you know, once you've got the promise, you got to walk in it. You know, and keep in it and God will give more for sure and I think you know when I mean I've met so many people that say they've had visions from God for this or that but they just quit they Mm. honestly just give up because they haven't got it tomorrow and if it is really from God you just gotta like what you said just keep working for God I mean there's plenty that he tells us to do he says go into all the world preach the gospel we don't need a, a special purpose for that he says shine as lights amongst the wicked yeah, you know, he says, "Do good to those who you, who you have the the opportunity to do good to." Like, we don't stop being a Christian waiting for the promise of God, as though that's the be all and end all. Because yeah. absolutely not. And the other thing is too that God is not a fool, and He says very clearly, "If you're faithful in little, you'll be trusted with much." Mm. And a lot of people just want the much. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Mm. Good point. Um. 
there was something else I was going to say in relation to that, and I can't remember what it was. So that's really good. So what I might do is just move on. So um, another verse I used was uh, probably a well-known verse, which is in Isaiah 40, verse 31. But those who wait, there's that word again, on the Lord, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on the wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Mm. Um, again, the it's interesting how, you know, if, if we're not careful, we can confuse the meaning of words. Um, in our English translation of, of what what the Bible is actually saying. And so yep. the wait in this instance is more like the sort of lying in wait as a, as a hunter would for, for their prey. Yep. Um, so again, it's a very active, not just, I mean, it is sort of sitting around if you're in the right place and you're, and you're waiting for that, that prey to come along, but you've actually got to physically get into that space. And so it's like getting into a place where you know you're going to be able to capture God. Yep. You know, getting into that place and, and you know, it, it, there's a passage that says, you know, we can boldly enter into the throne room of grace because yeah. of what Jesus did on the cross. And, and so that's where we go to find God. And, and how do you respond when you get into God's presence? The only way, in my mind, that you can respond is just through praise and worship and, and it draws your attention to God. There's, there's no other option yep. in that space. And so, you know, just intentionally getting... To where God is, and then seeing the result of that, and and having having strength renewed that comes only from that source of being in the presence of God. It's it's an unexplainable strength. Have you ever experienced that strength oh. before, Neil? I mean, I'm yes, so I'm, many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just you know, I even like look at some of the things that are birthing now, like in terms of what God's promised, and they're. They're coming to pass now, like yep. literally happening right now. And I, I just thinking of it like in our life, it's it's like uh, it's like the labor pains. You know what I mean? It's mm. like there's a promise of a child or the birth, giving birth to something, and in the spirit, it's very similar. It's like we get this pregnancy in the spirit. We're like we're ex- we're expecting. Yeah. We're expecting something to happen, and as you said, it's like we've captured God at that moment. Yeah, in a way, we've laid in wait. We've gone, God, what's your purpose? What's your plan? And we've caught Him, and we've got that delivered to us. And then it's like <laughs> what you said. Now you got to wait the other wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like you've yeah. got Him, you've waited. Yeah. But now wait and see. Yeah. And you know, pregnancy during that whole time, there's an opportunity to lose the child you know, through yep. whatever circumstances. And it's the same with the promises of God. We can let go of them. We can, you know, in a way, you know, they're, they're premature birth sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not when God wanted it. So we're pushing um, and and it might happen, but it's not in God's timing. And often with the promises of God too, we've got to remember the very hardest time is just before delivery. Yeah. you got yep. those massive birth pains. <laughs> you know, that's, right there. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, and yeah. and so it's hard, and often that's when the promise of God is stopped, not yeah. at the start, yeah, but at the end. It's where it's like, man, this is tougher than I thought. Yeah, um, am I going to get through? And that's when you rely on that peace of God, where you go back to the anchor. This is a promise that I heard from God. I know it's true. This mm. is tough, mm. but I'm going through with it. And then He births it through that that time and you've got this child so to speak or the promise comes true and this is where say for that person that asked you about you know now i've got the promise what now 
when you first have your baby, you have no idea what they're going to look like, really. Yeah. You see your baby and you can see some features, but you don't know what their character is going to be. You don't know how they're going to develop. You don't know their social skills. You don't know what they're really going to look like. Mm. Um, but they develop and grow. The promise is there, mm. but God wants to strengthen that promise yeah. and, and eventually you know, release it yeah. um, to its full potential maturity. And so just because we've got something doesn't mean it's fully incomplete. Yep. That's, yeah. yeah, that's great. Wow, man. That was like, <laughs> that's really good. The other thing that I just want to highlight, I know we're, we're, we've been going for a while, so we'll wrap it up in a minute. But the other, other really key thing in that is, is coming into that space, um, bringing our attention to God, and it says there that we shall mount up on wings like eagles. Mm. I just love that picture of, you know, when, when we come to God with our problems, with our circumstance, with whatever, it's like he completely changes the perspective of where yeah. we're at and how we're looking at whatever yeah. we're facing. You know, rather than being on ground level, completely surrounded by whatever it is that we're in the midst of, it's like he pulls us out and lifts us above that and gives us a completely different perspective. Yeah, that's good. Um, you know, um, yeah, just, I guess... Just again, wanting to encourage people to get into that space of seeking God, of, of being like that hunter and, and mm. going to where he is, um, you know, like Habakkuk up in his tower, being being there and readily looking out to see what God's doing and not being in that space of being so impatient that you've got to have it right now because, you know. Yeah, that's true. There are so many things that are, are worth waiting for, especially yep. when it's the things of God, I reckon. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. And like like um that verse says in Proverbs, when the promise is fulfilled, it's like a tree of life. Mm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. No, that's really good. I think I think we'll wrap it up there. You got any other other words of wisdom, Neil? As we no, as we close up, no, not at all. But no. just just say thank you, Matt, for that message. It was oh, great. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, really, really thank enjoyed God. listening to it. That's good. Thank you, yeah. God. Hey. Yeah. Awesome. All right, guys. Well. Go into this week or wherever you are, waiting well, looking yep. for God. And don't forget to read Habak Cook. Habak Cook. Habak Cook. Habak Cook. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. See ya. <laughs>